0: Hello and welcome to Nerd vs. World episode eighty-two, Nerd Walk With Me. I'm Brendan. And I'm Spindles. And on today's episode, it is our long awaited season finale roundup. We'll be going through all the shows that we watched, some of the ones that we gave up on, and <laughs> some Netflix originals and talking about those. There's also a little mini review of the Chris Evans movie Gifted, which I caught a couple of weeks back. And, um.
1: Oh, well, a, a-, a few kind of whole seasons. So I've watched like the whole season of Travellers on Netflix and uh, a bunch of other stuff. And then I want to talk a lot about Twin Peaks.
0: Yep. Absolutely. And then there's the Star Wars issues with Ron Howard replacing Lauren Miller as director of the Han Solo spin off. Mmm.
1: Lots of juicy, juicy goodness. <laughs> so, where shall we start then, dude? Well, uh, we'll start with the wrap up of season finales. You know, to okay. the, into that time of year, all of the, uh, the the kind of fall season stuff has finished. Um, and we're into summer seasons of shows now which you know Dark Matter's back a couple of other shows are back um, I think Kill is back next week uh, and then of course Game of Thrones is back in a couple of yeah, weeks time as well yeah, so yeah. we you know uh, and, uh, and the Duller's Dishwater Dollars Dishwater uh, Fear the Walking Dead is also back
0: yeah, we can miss that one. That's fine.
1: <laughs> well, you see, I have. I think I've downloaded the first six episodes, and I haven't watched a single one yet. That tells you how excited I am about that show.
0: <laughs> Fair enough. That's all you need to know.
1: <laughs> okay, so season finales of stuff. Where where should we kick off? Well,
0: um, we'll start alphabetically and then go horribly wrong. Uh, American okay. Gods. Okay, American Gods. My God, what a first season. Oh, that was incredible! I mean, like I'm a bit gutted we haven't got to the carousel yet. I thought that would have been in this season. Well, but...
1: we, well we, we got a, you know we got an establishing shot of the house on the on the rock. At on the, the rock, end. yeah, we so, did. So you know we're we're getting there. But you know what? I think I, I like how it's taken its time over explaining some of the stuff a bit more than it did in the books. It's taken yeah. a bit longer over Laura's backstory, a bit longer over some other bits of bobs. You know, the the, the guy with the gin who came back. I wasn't expecting to see him again. And we got Mad Sweeney's story and, of course, um, the uh, the story of how Mad Sweeney came to, uh, to the States.
0: Yeah. I, I think it's been incredible. And I loved the finale. I loved the standoff between the old and the new. Yeah. I love Kristen Chenoweth. I think she's awesome. I've loved her since she was in The West Wing. Mm. And she was in Wicked as well.
1: Neither of which I've seen, I'm afraid.
0: Oh. Well, Wicked's the... Um, Obviously, the, the the musical stage show. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And you've never seen The West Wing. No, no. I, th- I, th- I think I've watched like one episode of it, and then I've just never. It, it's never. It was never one that gripped me. I'm not. You know, I'm not a huge fan of kind of American political drama. So Emma watches House of Cards and stuff, but um, it, it, it doesn't really grab me.
0: Oh man, it's Aaron Sorkin writing at his best. Um,
1: right. Okay. Well, because he's the guy for curb your enthusiasm. Is that him, Aaron Sorkin? I-
0: was it? Was he Cooper
1: enthusiasm? I,
0: I know, know him from Sports Center and the Newsroom and The West Wing, but that's it.
1: Okay. Well, uh, oh, I, I, and uh, I,
0: Social Network. He wrote that, I think, too.
1: I, I, I may be completely wrong. Uh, it may <laughs> just be one of those names that's kind of stuck in my brain as as you know, he wrote tons of stuff.
0: Ah, fair, fair. But yeah, no, it's, it's a great series, man. You should watch it. Martin Sheen is a president that I would vote for.
1: Okay. Interesting.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's definitely showing its age a little bit in terms of its political idealism. Okay. But worth a watch. But yeah, anyway, I've, I, she was in that for a season, and I loved her in that, and I loved her as Easter in American Gods.
1: Yes. Just no, the I, title I, back up. It was, uh, yeah, an excellent character, and, uh, and uh, you know, an interesting twist again on the events from the book. Yeah. But I think uh, Gillian Anderson as media is, is nailing it as far as I'm concerned.
0: To be honest, everyone is perfectly cast in that, sh- in that show.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, I, I want more Peter Storm there. You know, he should yeah. be in it a hell of a lot more than he is
0: was, as I'm Chernobog. Cry, yeah, I'm crying out for Chernobog. Yeah. Um, I'm even coming around to Ricky Whittle as Shadow. Like, that was the one casting decision, uh, obviously pre-series, that I wasn't entirely sold on.
1: Yeah, no, again, now maybe, like, if, having watched The 100, I wasn't greatly enthused. Having watched Hollyoaks, I wasn't greatly induced. Well, yeah, but he, I, I think, you know, if you say that, then you kind of say, oh, Charlie Hunnam, you know, when he yeah, was in yeah. Queer as Folk.
0: <laughs> or, or, or Biker Grove. <laughs> yeah, or
1: Biker Grove, yeah. Yeah, that's fair. So you, you've got to kind of give the uh, them a the, the, the chance who've gone over to America and kind of tried something new.
0: Yeah, yeah. God bless him. He's doing all right, isn't he?
1: Yeah, indeed. <laughs> Apart from that god awful Arthur film, but well, we won't talk about that. <laughs> Bow fans! David Beckham. Ooh. Sorry. Oh,
0: that one, no, I, I've missed the reference on that one, I'm afraid. Oh,
1: okay. well, the, there's a new King Arthur film that has. Oh, shit, yes. No, Charlie sorry. Hunnam, yeah. Yes, yeah. And, and has David Beckham in it. As, really? Uh, in his first acting speaking role in a film. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's atrocious.
0: Oh, of course he is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've not. I, I genuinely have a lot of time for David Beckham for a lot of the um, charity work and stuff he does, and mm. I think he is very well-meaning, but as an actor, no thanks.
1: No, it what? just generally as, as, as somebody who speaks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He looks great, and he does a ton of great stuff, but just don't open your mouth, David, ever.
0: <laughs> Same goes for your wife. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> don't let us <her> sing. Um... <laughs> Cool, so yeah, American Guards, this first season's been a uh, Barnes-Dubbing success as far well as I'm concerned. Absolutely, um,
1: yeah. Utterly, utterly amazing. Uh, the, the visuals on it, the sound on it, the casting, it, it, it is literally perfect.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Flawless. Can't fault it. Right, moving on. Uh, trying to stay alphabetical, I guess. Arrow?
1: Arrow, um, again, it's one of those ones that I kind of lost interest a bit in the mid-season and then it picked up quite a lot towards the end actually, uh, and I really enjoyed the finale, and we've been left on a massive cliffhanger of, you know, is everyone dead?
0: Well, the thing is this is one of the shows that I gave up on this series hmm. um, I stopped watching it by episode 15, I think Okay. and I just never got back round to it And um, there's been a okay. few shows this year that have done that um, and I've, I've meant to sit down and catch up, but like I just can't face the prospect of slogging, or sort of slogging through what another seven, eight hours of, of Arrow.
1: Okay. I think... Well, I mean to be honest, the the finale is worth it because you get a lot of payoff in a lot of the relationships between the characters, you get reappearances of old characters, and you finally get to the end of the fucking flashbacks. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah okay yeah fair it's worth staying with it just for that then, I suppose
1: so it's yeah. like you know what I have no idea what they're going to do next season they're going to have like a whole extra half an episode for actual plot instead of fucking flashbacks
0: no they have said they'll start exploring flashbacks for other characters oh. and they'll start, they'll start exploring the idea of flashing sideways as well it'll do oh. kind of a lost type of thing
1: no don't uh, do that no that's so wrong I'm kind of all like if I was to stick with it you say you can't of alright with it, you've already given the fuck up.
0: Yeah, uh, if I, was, <laughs> I corrected myself to it. if I was to stick with it um, I could see a good narrative point for giving other characters flashbacks in just in a, d- a development sort of way, but we'll see how it goes. I mean, I, I will at some point over the next few months catch up with these shows yeah. so we'll have the time um, but the fact that I let it slip and just couldn't be enthused to catch up says quite a bit, I think, mm-hmm. about about where this season dipped quite tragically in the middle.
1: Yeah, no, and, and it totally did. Um, yeah. it, it, I think, it, it lost its way a bit this season. It certainly lost my attention. A lot of, I mean, in all fairness, a lot of the Arrowverse did, and pretty much the only one that held my attention until the very end was Legends of Tomorrow. Really, which, in all fairness, was the one I was giving the most amount of shit from the beginning.
0: Yeah, it's one that I never bothered with.
1: You see, I'm I'm really enjoying that. Uh, I think it's great. I think, you know, uh, Arthur Darville kind of went off and went back to do Broadchurch and stuff, so uh, White Canary stepped up to be the captain, and then there was a lot of interesting interplay between the characters... Uh, and I think it got a hell of a lot better. Whereas I think Flash stayed being its kind of cheesy teenage thing. Supergirl again stayed on the same kind of level. Crossing over a little bit. The musical episode was interesting. Uh, Arrow just got a bit dull and a bit too dark.
0: Yeah. Okay. That's fair. That's fair.
1: So um, yeah, that, that, that's my kind of DC TV universe in a nutshell.
0: Yeah, I mean, I haven't watched Flash or Supergirl or um, Legends.
1: In in all fairness, I think pretty every every series, a lot of the big series that we watch, uh, they've all pretty much cleaned house or have the potential to clean house at the end of this season. Um, And most of the ones on the CW, I think, have just pretty much cleaned house because the Flash ends at the point where you're like, well, okay, so is Grant Gustin actually back next season? it leaves it on that much of a a, a note that you're like, wow, okay, so I can see the next season actually happening without him. Really? Yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, And and Supergirl, they've cleaned house with a whole bunch of the other characters with the way they ended that season. Uh, Arrow has ended up on a massive explosion on the island in which the only person we know is actually safe is Oliver.
0: Okay, that's kind of cool
1: so i I think pretty much all of the dc tv stuff has left us on a massive cliffhanger where potentially they could change the entire cast coming back next season
0: okay well that could be interesting um
1: it it could be i mean you know it it could kind of give it that shot in the arm that i think it needs i mean as much as they're doing amazingly and they've pulled off some absolutely pitch perfect episodes this season uh, I think that some of the shows have been kind of floundering a little. Arrow is one of them. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the others have been kind of just let down by not progressing as much as they could have. But I think they've opened it up to now kind of have a completely clean slate to start working with next season, especially with the, introdu- uh, the introduction of Black Lightning next season.
0: Yeah, I've missed that introduction. Well, you
1: know, it's a completely new show. Oh, yeah.
0: I've missed the announcement for this. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. It's called Black Lightning. It's a completely new superhero show joining into the DC uh, CW universe.
0: I thought they weren't doing any more. I thought they.
1: Well, they are doing at least one more.
0: (laughs) Bloody hell! Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Okay.
1: Yeah, I I think I mentioned it last show, but not overly. So yeah, 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 it's called Black Lightning.
0: Okay we'll see how that pans out. Mm. Uh next show then.
1: And um, we well, for sticking with alphabetical then it's worth mentioning uh purely for the fact that I haven't watched any of it and that's blind spot.
0: Okay, do you, yeah. Came do you remember on blind spot? I yeah I vaguely remember <laughs> quitting this show sometime in its first season. Yeah, me too. I think
1: I I was around episode 18-19 of the first season. I gave up and it's had a whole second season and I've not watched any of it.
0: I think I got as far as episode 5. And then walked away from that. We've already failed at the alphabetical thing, by the way, because Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. should have been in the A section. Ah, well
1: no, because that comes under M. Really? It does come under M. All of them do. If you actually search for them, then they all have to be Marvel's Luke Cage, Marvel's Jessica Jones. They all oh, begin with M.
0: Fair enough. Fair enough. That's the only honest.
1: reason I know that is because I have to make sure everything is tagged correctly when I rip it off the internet. Oh sorry, download it legally.
0: Fair enough. <laughs> okay. That's a workaround that I enjoy. Fair enough, that's cool. Um Next show then and I'm struggling to keep it alphabetical I think
1: that's fine I'll just shout out names uh...
0: okay elementary
1: elementary loved it excellent end to the series
0: yep I mean that that twist was kind of obvious oh god yeah um but yeah I mean I'm not sure this was one of the shows that was on the bubble for a renewal mm. um and I haven't heard for definite whether it's actually been picked up again for next season
1: um as far as I'm aware it has
0: yeah I I, I,
1: I will double check over the course of this episode but I'm fairly sure it has
0: yeah Um, if it hasn't then whilst it was a good season finale it wasn't a fitting series climax
1: yeah elementary renewed for season 6
0: awesome I know last time I checked it was on the bubble still Mm. so brilliant in that case then next season we have to work out how Sherlock gets over this uh, non-drug induced hallucination that seems mm. to be a fairly potent part of his psyche.
1: Yeah, indeed.
0: And taking on the form of his mother. So there's there's definitely issues to be resolved there. I think.
1: Yeah. No. I mean. Uh, 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 and again, I love the fact that you're still watching Elementary because I knew it was one of those shows you gave up on in season one.
0: Well, no, it wasn't that. It was one of those shows that I refused to watch on principle because oh, it, okay, was, yeah. uh, cause it was because it was an Americanisation of. Well, of, of the Sherlock Holmes story, yes. and then I, I watched the first episode. And I think after the first, possibly after the second episode, I think I was hooked. And mm. I think there's probably evidence on a podcast many, many years ago. Uh, I think of, we're of, going
1: back a good four years here, where I was like, "No, stick with it, dude."
0: Yeah, where I, I told you that you were right all along.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, now, see, that,
1: that's the mantra that I like to hear. I was right <laughs> all along. <laughs> Yes That's what I'm gonna get printed on my t shirt. <laughs> <laughs> There's gonna be a little caricature spindle saying I was right all along.
0: Fair enough. Yeah, you deserve it,
1: mate.
0: <laughs> um But yeah, it's very it's very, very good. I'm really enjoying it. And I can't wait to see what happens next. Mm. Um oh, I didn't think it was a particularly strong series. Uh
1: no I mean I I thought it, it it explored the kind of all the addiction stuff quite well this yeah. season.
0: Um, and I did and like the
1: kind of the, the slide into crime and how easy it is to get sucked into all of that. I thought it was some interesting uh, some interesting plot developments over the course of the season.
0: Oh, and I i nice, like...
1: lovely to see the guy from uh, True Blood.
0: Yeah. Yeah yeah the um the gang war subplot. Yeah that was that was interesting through yeah i
1: thought so yeah
0: cool um e e f any fs
1: any fs flash forward oh, no, no. <laughs> that was a flashback
0: well. <laughs> uh, we got flash obviously
1: <laughs> we have got the flash but yeah so i've already spoken about that it, yeah, it yeah. is great it's it it's ended on a cliffhanger i mean obviously i i have the same problems with flash that i've always had which is as the series keep going on every man and his fucking dog ends up with the flash, the the, the, the speed force. <laughs> it's like, yeah, oh, and there's another flash, and another, and another, and another, oh, look, and another. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I'm hoping next season they'll try and have, like, bad guys and other characters that don't have the speed force. That'd be great.
0: Fair. it's a fair point. I mean, how many different flashes are there in there now?
1: There's like five, so there's there, there's at least two different versions of Barry Allen. There's Kid Flash. There's uh, the the chick from Earth Two. Um, there's Savitar. Oh, hang on. So I, well, actually, yeah, okay. Well, I can't give away too many spoilers, but yeah, there, there's there, there is Savitar. But then there was also um, uh, what was he called? Zoom. Uh, yeah. So there, that's like six. Uh, then there's Reverse Flash, Eobard Thorn, which is seven. Uh, yeah, I think I'll stick at seven for now. That's
0: uh that, that's enough though.
1: Yeah, seven I mean, people that's... with the Speed Force that are all speedsters. It's... Yeah, yeah, it's a bit much for a show called The Flash. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The flashes
1: is... <laughs> indeed
0: yeah. would be more accurate, I suppose.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. Well, then on to G for Gotham.
1: I haven't watched any of this season at all, dude. This I is all I was... you.
0: Then again, this is another show that... I've had a rocky relationship with this show. Um, I gave up on the first season part. Well, partway through. Yep, came, me too. C- came back for the Joker episode and then swore I'd never watch it again. Mm-hmm. Um, then I watched... The first episode of season two, because I was bored, and loved it, and I was hooked. And then this season... I, has gone back to season 1 for me, I've just given up on it. So, I think I lasted maybe 7 or 8 episodes, certainly until um, Poison Ivy turned up. Right. As the aged Poison Ivy rather than the young Poison Ivy. Um, But then, yeah, it became one of those shows which with everything else that was happening and all the other things we were were doing with the show Mm. that it, it kind of fell off my schedule, my regular schedule. Yeah, I mean um, it's,
1: it's what I'm 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 still getting it every week, uh, and I have been ever since it first started. But I think yeah, again, like you, I lost it in season one, and then you kind of had me almost convinced to come back for season two, and I think we watched a couple of episodes. Season then... two,
0: Rise of the Villains, mm. was was really really good, um, and I was sad. When they got rid of the Joker, I mean, they obviously they brought him back. Yeah, yeah. Um, and this, there's some. It's, it's, it's a good show, and it, it works when it works. But when they get it wrong, they get it wrong really badly. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's just one that when I look all the things I have to watch for this for the for the podcast, it's like well. I'd rather be watching these things instead of this. So we can talk yeah, about this. indeed.
1: It's, it, it's fairly low down the list. And, yeah. you know, one rainy day, I'll sit and binge watch the shit out of it. But at the moment, it's not very high on my list at all. And to be honest, I think that's that's a fair assessment of the, the quality
0: of shows. Like, mm. I, I would use that as a benchmark for people. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, we, we watch so much television and talk about so much television on this podcast that if we start to. Uh, to waver on a show or we'll give up on a show, then, you know, it probably does speak to that show's quality.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and you know, I think it 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 doesn't necessarily mean that we won't finish watching it. I just think it means that it's not holding that immediacy for us.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so that's uh yes, yeah, so that's a worthy distinction, to be fair. But yeah, so Gotham, move past that. Um, J K L. Um,
1: it's got to be, uh, well, The Leftovers is back. Uh,
0: oh, that's that's one for you.
1: Does anyone care? Uh, well, <laughs> no, because I still haven't finished watching season two. And this is, again, this. it's come back for a final season to wrap it all up. Um, it's one of those shows that was an interesting idea. And season one was really cool. Uh, season two started out and it all went a bit weird. And then I kind of lost interest and they moved it to a different town and they only kept some of the main characters. So they kind of soft rebooted it a bit for season two. And then uh, now season three is back and they're finishing it off. And again, it's another one of those that I will sit and I'll watch the whole thing one day and it will probably be one of those shows that I'm like, actually that's quite a good idea by the end of it. But again, it's not holding my interest week to week.
0: That's fair enough. Um, that brings us to M, then I suppose, and Marvel's Agents of Shield.
1: Marvel's Agents of Shield, and that was a corker of a season finale, in my opinion.
0: It was. Now, this is a, this season um, is one that it lost me, then it brought me back in. I, I loved the Ghost Rider stuff at the start. I thought that was great. Beandered yep. um, a bit with the life
1: model decoy yes. and stuff.
0: It did. I, I wasn't a massive fan of the LMD section, mainly because there's there's an awful lot of tropes and cliches that come along with body swap uh, dramas, mm. and I was worried that it would fall into most of them. And it kind of did. And like, I find I find that kind of tedious. If you go well, okay, there's not very many things they can do with a, a, a body swap storyline, so I'm going to see old stories get retrod here and. If they bored me the first time around, they bored me the second time round. Yeah. So that was kind of the issue. I mean, I, again, it fell off my my watch list for a while, and then I came back to it just to finish it off because I feel like I've championed this the show quite a bit. Yeah I, this, I
1: think, yeah, I think we have as a show, you know, after its, uh, its kind of disappointing opening run in season one, and then yeah. we were very much like, you know what, actually it really picks up. Yeah, it does. And it has turned into a very, very interesting show that stands pretty much apart from everything else because it's not part of the Marvel TV universe. It's not part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's just kind of stuck in this weird limbo.
0: Yeah. But I, I, th- I thought when when they get it right, it's such a good show and the finale for for this season was great mm. and it, like, I mean obviously Colson waking up on a spaceship is just fucking awesome mm. but that wasn't the thing for me in the finale. The thing for me in the finale was when Yo-Yo went back into um, the framework yeah. to get Mac mm. and Mac and Yo-Yo and Mac's daughter were in that apartment where everything mm. was disappearing, and then all of a sudden, without it being shown on screen, it's just a, a quick pull away to uh, Yo-Yo. She's looking at Mac, and it's a shoulder-up shot. And as a viewer, you just know that yeah. the daughter has gone.
1: Yeah.
0: But they don't reveal it. It's just in in... You just know it's there and the acting those two actors like that i'm fairly easy to move to tears if i'm really invested in the show when and, and that scene completely pushed me over the edge i thought that was phenomenal
1: yeah i mean i, th- I think for me i i've thoroughly enjoyed the fact of uh, this season has explored the kind of what it means to be human question yeah uh, and i think it's done it in much better ways than a lot of TV and film has ever approached the topic. Uh,
0: yeah, absol- absolutely. Um,
1: it what- wasn't your standard AI tropes. It was, you know, these are real people with real memories, and it's the. It, it, it kind of brings in that whole version of Marvel's what if. Because what it—that's what the framework was. It was essentially yeah. a bunch of uh, what-if comics.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. It was. It was essentially. It was a, a different Marvel universe. Mm. Um, but yeah. The, the the what it is to be human was, what well, was a theme throughout. We said before though that comics do handle that sort of thing really well. Yeah. It's nice that a comic-inspired TV show has started to show the same. Thematic awareness, I guess.
1: Yeah, and I think it was wonderful that it showed the fact of when a machine becomes more human and it approached it from that angle, so it's kind of it was the the oblique angle to how most things tackle it, because most things are about making a machine and then a machine taking over humanity and, and us defeating machines and stuff like that, whereas this was about a machine who achieved the goal of becoming human and found it too much to handle?
0: Yeah, like just yeah, that that, that the pure rawness of feeling new emotions.
1: Yeah, indeed. Yeah. And I thought it tackled that really well. I, I mean, it's second only to Data and his emotion chip in Star Trek. I thought.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's totally fair. I mean, I don't disagree with that at all. I thought it was great. Um, and of course, there's a new. Teaser trailer coming out soon for Marvels and Humans, which will be another spin off from this show. Indeed. Well, I say spin off, it'll be a, a new a new Marvel continuity. Uh, next, then. M,
1: N, anything in N? But N? Well, of course, all of the NCIS's. Oh, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, again, I'm not going to go into them in great detail, but uh, it. it it's safe to say that NCIS, all of its offshoots are still going from strength to strength. You know, NCIS LA has now hit Season 8. NCIS Mainstream has just finished Season 13. Uh, NCIS New Orleans has just finished Season 2. So, uh, And each one of them is, is brilliant in its own way. They've had some interesting crossovers and, and I can't wait to see more. It, it's just one of those franchises that can do no wrong in my opinion.
0: Fair enough. I mean, it's it's not a franchise that I've ever really delved too deeply into, if I'm honest with you.
1: Uh, I absolutely love it, and it, it's because of the characters. I mean, uh, you only have to look at the the interview that we did with uh, Deeks and Kenzie at NCI uh, at um sorry at uh, MCM London, MCM London this year to see just you know, how how that comes across because those two just personify those characters on screen, and they're brilliant.
0: The interview is awesome. I love it. I, mean, I would watch it just for those two characters.
1: Exactly, and and but of that 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 is the heart of NCIS, certainly of NCIS LA. Those two characters are the heart of it. Okay. And you know, I, I think it's yeah, It's one of those shows that I think could actually benefit from not having two leads. So the the uh, I can't even remember the names now. That it's G Callan and Sam. The characters' names, but I can't remember their their names. Chris, something. The guy who was in Batman Robin as Robin, Chris McDonald.
0: Chris 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 O'Donnell.
1: Chris O'Donnell, uh, and then uh, LL Cool J are the two kind of main characters. And I think NCISLA could do without them and could literally go on the strength of Deeks and Kenzie and then the backup tech team.
0: Fair. It's a bold statement.
1: But um, I, I, I don't think many NCISLA fans out there would disagree with it.
0: <laughs> That's fair as well, then. I'll, have to give, I'll give it a watch just to see, uh, just I think see it's, where I it, coming it, from. It,
1: It's interesting, because if you watch season one, uh, Deeks doesn't appear until halfway through season one, and it's clear that what they've done is they've gone, it's not working, and then they remove one of the characters and bring Deeks in instead, and at that point, the show just kicks Okay. And he literally transforms the entire show because they're all kind of undercover NCIS operatives. And then he gets brought in as an LA detective, so he's brought in as the kind of police liaison to them, and then he starts going on all the undercover stuff as well, and it's it's brilliant.
0: Um I've just realised that we've we've messed up the alphabet. There's an L that we forgot about.
1: What did we forget?
0: We forgot Lucifer.
1: Oh, of course we did. Jesus. And wasn't that fucking amazing?
0: This entire series has been really good. I'm glad I got the, um, the extra episodes.
1: Well, I'm, I'm gutted that we didn't get the extra episodes. Because there's an extra four. Is there? Yes. So, originally, there was supposed to be a full run of 22. It's a longer
0: um, season than last season, though. Oh, it, isn't...
1: it's much longer than last yeah. season. But we were supposed to get a full 22. And what we got is 18. And the extra four are a standalone story, and they've held those back to next season.
0: Ah, well, that's well, that's kind of upsetting.
1: And yeah, indeed, because uh, it's been utterly phenomenal. I think you know, bringing Trisha Helfer in and that yep. whole plot line with the mum. Uh, it, it, it's been utterly amazing, and you've just seen some some real character development, especially in terms of some of the secondary characters like Maze and the yeah. Doctor, have just been phenomenal.
0: Uh, the, yeah, there's been a lot of great episodes. Um, I was glad that they just they they went slightly differently with Trisha Helfer mm. and playing playing his mum because, like, you obviously have a an expectation when you see her on screen because of um, BSG. her playing Asylum in BSG. Uh, but she wasn't as overtly evil or as scheming as like one would have expected. I mean, she was. She was scheming, but it just wasn't in-your-face constant all the time, and there was an element of humour to it, and actually an element of trying to do what was best for Lucifer well, in Paradise as yeah. well
1: and I think that was the thing is that she genuinely thought she was doing the right thing for him
0: yeah um I thought it made for great tension and drama especially with her machinations towards Chloe mm. um yeah no I thought it was a great season I mean that's one of my go-to shows mate. oh yeah we
1: no, i thoroughly enjoyed it
0: yeah yeah but we loved it so much that we forgot about it on our alphabetical <laughs> run through um I want to see what happens... Well, now I want to see what happens in that, that four-episode standalone story, but I want to see what happens next season, because obviously, like, Trisha Helfer's character is no longer possessed by Lucifer's mom. Indeed. And there's going to be some explaining to do.
1: Yep. There yeah. is indeed.
0: But yeah. I've, I've got a couple of days off this week, so I'm going to get out all my Lucifer comics and just read through them just to help fill that hole the the end of the season has <laughs> left in
1: me. Ah <laughs> no, fair. Then I suggest you go back and read Seasons of Mists.
0: Yeah? Yeah, okay. hell yeah, Sandman. Yeah. I've digged those out from somewhere too. I mean there's a lot of stuff here and a lot of stuff in storage at my folks. So it's working out which is in which box.
1: Yeah, you just got, you just gotta read Season of Mists and and it's the prequel to how he ended up at Lux Huh.
0: Yeah. Okay, I'll find it and dig it out. I'll find it online if I have to. Yeah. Okay, so M and O. Any more N's first of all? I think we've got them all.
1: Uh, I'm, I'm sure we've missed a ton, but let's just carry on. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um. O, oh, anything in there? Not really...
1: Not like well, the OA, but I think we've spoken about that before. Yeah,
0: we've talked about the OA before. Um and I haven't finished the series of oranges the new black, so we can leave it off for now. Yep. P. Oh, fuck it. I might have to. <laughs> is it a bit Okay, sorry. <laughs>
1: no,
0: it's a urine joke. <laughs> We're <laughs> podcasting over Skype today, rather than being in the same room. So it's, uh...
1: they won't no, Don't don't give that away. Art is a lie
0: <laughs> and word, I'm definitely not naked either. Uh, S supernatural,
1: supernatural. Okay, well, I, I guess it's the, uh, the 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 expected follow-on from Lucifer. is supernatural, as yep. Lucifer is the big deal in this season.
0: Yeah, uh, okay, so I haven't finished this season yet.
1: Okay, so I'm going to do my best not to spoil it, but still give you a review of the season finale.
0: Cool, because it is one that I am watching. I am catching up with it. Yeah, It's not one that I've given up on just yet.
1: Okay, so let's just say that the season finale is, it's a two-part season finale, and it's two completely different season finales that wrap up threads from the entire series so far. So one of the seasons, sorry, one one of the episodes deals with uh, all of the uh, men of letters stuff that's been going on all season, and the other one deals with the building Lucifer plotline that's been going on all season. Okay, and they are kind of separate, so it it does feel like two different season finales, right after each other, and again. Uh, as I've said earlier about the kind of CW thing, they've they've opened the door to getting rid of a lot of characters.
0: Yeah, I think there was an, an inadvertent spoiler <clears throat> at the uh, UK Games Expo when you were uh, having a put- I, I,
1: I think there was, so I apologise for that.
0: That's alright, I kind of figured it was coming at some point.
1: But yeah, so I, I think the fate of a lot of the secondary characters are very much in the balance, and uh, so, I, I, I won't say exactly who or exactly why, but basically it's the first season in a while where we've got to the end of it and neither Sam nor Dean are in trouble.
0: Okay. <laughs> so Yeah, makes a change.
1: Yeah, indeed. Normally <laughs> it's one of them is, is yes. in Dire uh, Straits and the other one has to then do something ridiculous to get them back again. But this is the first season where the two of them have kind of gone, actually, weirdly, we're all right. <laughs> it's everybody else that's fucked fair enough and <laughs> um, so yeah it, it it's been really good i i i've enjoyed the med of letters plot line a lot um and i would have liked to have just focused on that and left the lucifer plot line until next season
0: right yeah i mean like, i've i've got as far as the episode where um is it the is it dean's daughter yeah yeah gets bitten by the werewolf. Um I actually know it's the things the episode after is it Mick the Men of letters they're working with. Yeah. They get shot. Yeah, yeah. by uh, Mr. Tetch. Yes, indeed. That's the last episode I saw. I okay. Yeah. yeah.
1: It it gets a lot darker from there.
0: Okay, yeah. The yeah, whole men
1: of, the whole men of letters thing gets a lot darker involving the Winchester's mum.
0: Yeah, I had a feeling it was probably going to head that direction. Mm. Okay, that's cool. I'll I'll catch up with that, and I'll s- and you'll probably get a text from me at some point in the next week. Going, oh my fucking god! <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, that's fair then. Uh, um. Okay, then here's one that we were big up uh, before the season started, but I'm not sure either of us watched too many of it in the end.
1: Son of Zorn. Um, well yeah indeed I think I I watched the first 8 or 9 I think
0: I didn't make it past 2 mate
1: yeah I think I watched 8 or 9 and then I finally just lost interest at the point when they revealed that Elengulon was half animated that was the point where I just gave up
0: Okay, yeah no like I had such high hopes for that show Mm. but it's been cancelled
1: yeah indeed it is gone
0: yep it's gone
1: Probably for the best.
0: Oh, definitely for the best, I would have thought. Um, and that's all the ones that are really jumping out at me.
1: Okay, well, as we're at the very end of the alphabet, then let's talk Twin Peaks.
0: There we go. I thought I'd feed you into that one.
1: <laughs> now, uh, obviously you said you've, you've not watched the original.
0: I've not, um, no. I,
1: I, I think it's one you should watch. Um, it it depends how far you want to disappear into kind of David Lynch's mind. I'm quite happy
0: to do that.
1: Have have you watched much other David Lynch stuff?
0: Yeah, I think I've watched a couple of his films. He did Blue Velvet, right?
1: Yeah, Blue Velvet, Eraserhead, uh, a few others like that.
0: Yeah, I think I've seen... Do you do Wild Um, at Heart?
1: Yeah, and Dune, obviously.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, I've seen a few David Lynch films.
1: Okay. Definitely. So, I mean... A lot of the same kind of themes come back, but... So, to, to give you a potted history of Twin Peaks, it is... Uh, the, the first two seasons, well, the first season and a half, is about the murder of the homecoming queen, Laura Palmer, in a small town called Twin Peaks. Uh, that uh, an FBI agent, played by Carla Clackland, turns up to try and help solve because it fits the pattern of some of the murders that he's been investigating around the country. So it's kind of x Filesy uh, and uh, a, a, a standard kind of murder mystery thing that just has a bit of a quirky sense of humour and some weird characters in it in small-town America. And then in season two, you eventually find out who murdered Laura Palmer, and then the whole thing goes batshit crazy and then you have 12 episodes after that that just go utterly insane and then it starts going on about spirits in the woods and alien encounters and people disappearing and tattoos and talking logs and all sorts of weird shit dancing dwarves and uh, one-armed men uh, and then weird uh, kind of semi-spiritual realms that exist in the in, in the forest lands of North America. So it's a bit odd.
0: I mean, to be fair, that's all I've ever heard about the show is that it's a bit odd. Um, I have seen the. I did see the first episode, but it was a very long time ago now that I saw that. Mm. So I, I couldn't um, pick a scene of it out of a, a lineup.
1: Yeah, so it, it kind of gets more and more interesting as time goes on. And you start realising it's it's all actually a, a, about a kind of battle of good and evil versus these two places, which is the White and Black Lodge and the various denizens within them. And then it's about humanity being caught up in the middle of that struggle. And then it ends on a very, very weird cliffhanger. And then several years after the end of season two, they released Fire Walk With Me, which is the film that is about the death of Laura Palmer.
0: It's also the influence for tonight's title.
1: Yeah, indeed, Fire Walk With Me. Um, And that not only goes through a load of stuff that we already knew, excuse me, a load of stuff we already knew and builds up to the merger of Laura Palmer, but also... Jumps to the end of season two and answers a couple of questions there as well, and then it disappeared, and then twenty-five years later, it's back,
0: <laughs>
1: and it's back for another season, and weirdly, it fits entirely because in the one of the early episodes of uh, season two, you see, or even in the evening, season one, I think it is there's a scene with uh, Cooper and Laura Palmer sat talking to each other in the Black Lodge and she says I'll see you again in 25 years and Cooper is looking older and then we jump 25 years later and the the season starts with an older Cooper in the Black Lodge talking to an older Laura Palmer
0: that's pretty clever
1: I think it's either the most genius bit of, uh, of art I've ever seen, or it's one of those, ah, ha, 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 we can do this and get away with it now. And I'm yet to understand which one of those it is.
0: <laughs> okay, fair enough. Because
1: so I'm, I'm now eight episodes into the new season, and... I think the best two terms I can think of to describe it are batshit crazy. Okay. And it seems to be confirming a lot of the thoughts I had about the original series back in the 90s when it was on, but it's now being done with a budget.
0: Is it everything you hoped it would be, though?
1: It's a bit slower than I hoped it would be. Um, but then again that's David Lynch's style you know the the episode I just watched, episode 8 has a 20 minute long sequence in which there is no dialogue whatsoever and there is an atomic explosion and it goes, it kind of zooms right inside an atomic explosion and a whole lot of other stuff happens then it disappears off into another realm and there's a whole bunch of other characters that do stuff Um, and and that goes on for 25-30 minutes And No, no dialogue whatsoever. So That's that's a director
0: who is very comfortable and very confident in his ability.
1: Absolutely. Uh, Yeah, very much so. So it's one of those that, you know, it's not easy watching.
0: Is it kind of one of those shows where you're watching it and you're like... I don't think I'm clever enough to quite understand what what he's trying to say here. If, well, but no, if I, I, no, I think but, I'm
1: getting most of it, and I, I think I've, I've got some very good ideas on what the things are that have happened. I just I, I just think it's actually a little bit too slow, even for that.
0: Even for Okay, that's fair.
1: So I'm kind of I'm, I'm getting it all. I just think that it's still a little bit slow. Um, but I think that's the the. The danger that you fall into when you come back and you do a show that's so revered 25 years later and you make what he has dubbed an 18 hour movie.
0: I guess as well, he wants to take his time to make sure he doesn't fuck it up.
1: Well, yeah, but then again, I think that, that there's a lot of overindulgence in it.
0: He's waited 25 years, I think you can give him that.
1: Well, no, no, Surely. no I, 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 I can totally give him that, but, you know. Uh, I think, as a piece of art, I think it's standing out. As a piece of TV that's there to uh, generate an audience and hold its attention, I don't think it works.
0: Ah, uh, okay. So do you think it's... Uh, do you think it's suffering because of the the, the times we live in?
1: I, I think so, yeah. yeah okay. I, I, I think it, it it kind of goes to a conversation that we've had several times about... Uh, you know Netflix shows where yeah. they have twelve hours to tell a story, but they could have told it in eight.
0: Yeah, yeah. And
1: so I, I think it's just that that little bit of overindulgence um, Not yeah. I, I, and again, you know, I, I'm not going to question him on it because it's his artistic vision and it's what he wants to do. And it depends whether he wants people to understand what he's doing, whether he wants a bigger audience to watch what he's doing. Or he just doesn't give a shit, and he's doing it because he can.
0: (laughs) I'm going to assume it's a lot of the latter.
1: Yeah, I would imagine so. You know, and and fair play to him. So I'm enjoying it. It's interesting. uh, That there are things in it that are surprising me. You know, I I, I would never have believed in the restorative powers of nine-inch nails quite as much as I do now. (laughs) You know, that someone gets killed, nine-inch nails come on stage, and then suddenly they're back up and alive again. Amazing. I know, right? Trent Reznor bringing people back from the dead. Uh, That's on
0: Netflix as well, right?
1: Um, actually, I don't know who's screening that. It might be Amazon. It might be Sky Atlantic.
0: Uh, I'll try and find it. I have it on one of my one of my systems. Yeah. Cool.
1: So yeah, I'm I'm thoroughly enjoying it. Um, But the uh, I, I. I've actually been re-watching the original series at the same time. And so, did I explain about the Missing Pieces bit? Nope. Okay, so I've just discovered about the existence of Fire Walk With Me, The Missing Pieces, which is an hour and a half of deleted scenes from the Fire Walk With Me film. And it includes a whole bunch of alternate takes and deleted scenes, which are seem to be a whole bunch of extra answers to things that happen post season two despite the fact that the film happens pre-season one so there's a whole load of weird timey whiny stuff that goes on with the black lodge but i'm kind of very very interested to watch when i'm I'm finished I've, i've got four episodes left now of season two Then I'll watch Fire Walk With Me, then I'll watch uh, The Missing Pieces, and hopefully that will have a whole bunch of extra answers, because having gone back and watched season one and season two again, it's made me understand what's happening in this new series a hell of a lot more.
0: Okay. This feels like a, well, it's stating the obvious, but this feels like a very involved series, like a very involved show.
1: Yeah, it really is, but it's one of those shows that it it starts out with what seems to be the most uh, simple premise, which is someone is murdered, who did it? Yeah. And then it evolves into something entirely different. You know, the fact that David Bowie turns up in Fire Walk with me as a character should say a lot.
0: (laughs) I guess that's why it's got such a cult following.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, And why I think that, you know when it was announced that it was coming back again then every man and his dog wanted to be in it yeah you know there's there's some stunning performances in episode one you've got uh, Matthew Lillard turning in a performance that's unlike anything I've ever seen from him
0: I haven't seen that guy in anything for so long
1: I know it's been a very long the last time I saw him was a Shaggy Scooby Doo movie yeah and now he's turned up as a a, a, a possessed serial killer, and it, his performance is is stunning.
0: I'll definitely have to check this out. Yeah, I found the... myself saying that quite a lot. Of you, you like, like this show's awesome. I've never seen it. And you talk, you talk about it. And I'm like, okay, I need to watch. <laughs> I need to watch everything about this show now.
1: <laughs> yeah, like, and, and, and to be honest, with Twin Peaks, you do. And I, I would wholeheartedly say, go and watch fucking everything. I've got, a, a, you know, I have a list of the order you should watch stuff. There's an expanded US pilot you should watch, then watch episode one, then watch all the rest of it, then watch season two, then watch Fire Walk with Me, then watch the missing pieces, then watch the new stuff. And there's still <laughs> there, there's still twelve episodes of the new season to go.
0: Amazing. All right, it's gonna be a long old summer.
1: Yeah, yeah, but yeah, do, do it. It, it. It's totally worth it, because it, it, it's a challenging show. Yeah. And I think that's the best thing about it, and I think going back and, and re-watching the, the kind of 90s show, I, I, you, you can kind of see it happening. You see it starts out, and they've obviously pitched an idea to the network, and the network have brought into it, and then they've kind of gone, ha, now now let's have some fun, and then started pushing the boundaries on it. And it's it's genius. Awesome. You will get sick of the soundtrack though. I'll tell you that much. They they overuse the main theme so fucking much during the TV show it's not even funny.
0: Okay. Well, I'll I'll bear that in mind when it comes to watching it.
1: Yeah. and it's no wonder it was kind of burned into my brain as a teenager and was probably one of the first things I learned on the piano. Uh
0: cool. Um any other network shows that we've missed? I'm, I'm like...
1: sure. I'm sure there are tons, but uh, I, <laughs> I think we're about done.
0: Um, okay, so there's some Netflix shows then. Um, I recently binge watched all of Riverdale, um, which is, I think, has actually been serialized on the CW. Wouldn't yeah, surprise it, me.
1: Yeah, it is a CW show. And uh, it is due back for a second season in which, uh, Sabrina Spellman will be turning up.
0: Amazing. Like, I wasn't sure what to expect from the show. I'd, I'd, I'd heard that it was, a a modern take on the Archie comics. Yeah, I was gonna say,
1: have you read any of the Archie books?
0: Um, not for a very, very long time. <laughs> okay. Um, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> the first episode was alright. I didn't immediately rush to episode two. Um, But then when I did get around to episode 2... I kind of binged the entire series in a couple of days. And I really, really enjoyed it. I thought there were some great performances in there. I thought some of the characters were fantastic. I really liked Cheryl. She just screamed Bitch Queen all the way through. But there's this other side to her. Which the audience gets to see. But which she shields carefully from the other characters in the show. And I thought the bit in the finale where Archie is punching through the ice to try and save her from drowning was probably one of the best scenes in the entire series. Okay. Uh, One of the strongest things I've seen on TV. Well, on Netflix at the moment. Um, Yeah. I mean, it was cheesy in places. Um, I liked that it stayed true to the idea of the comics in some places. Like, it had... Uh, the Pussycats and the Jason the Pussycats were there. Mm, yeah, like, yeah. every character was represented. Um, yeah, and I found it to be quite an involving watch once I got over the first couple of episodes. Okay. Um, but yeah, but it left me wanting more, which I think is the best thing I can say about any series, really. Absolutely. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: And the other series that I binge watched the day it was released, so this is last Friday was Glow. Yay,
1: like, gorgeous ladies of wrestling. I've
0: been waiting for the show for a while. One, <laughs> I bet you have. I love <laughs> Alison Brie. Two, because I love Betty Gilpin. And three, because I love wrestling. Yeah,
1: it's totally up your alley. Um,
0: and and it was fantastic. Uh, I hate to say it, but I didn't like Alison Brie's character, Ruth, for the first couple of episodes. Um... I just, I, I, just couldn't get on with her. I found her grating. Uh, but as soon as she, as soon as Ruth, her character, discovers who her wrestling persona is, um, she becomes much more bearable to watch. Uh, and I, I just loved the show. I loved the, the things it tackled. I loved the way it used an eighties lens to cast a light on contemporary issues with regards Mm. to uh, gender inequality and actually much more importantly uh, Planned Parenthood in the States Um, there are some scenes in there which uh, you know I'm not going to give anything away but decisions are made by certain characters Mm. and you're either going to respect them or you're not and I you know, you can. You'll see the bravery in those characters at that time. Um, it's very much set up for a second series, which I think has already been commissioned. Uh, but yeah, it's it's good. I mean, you, the wrestling fan of me was playing spot the cameo because there's a couple of yeah. there's a couple of cameos in there. I mean, John Morrison's in there as a trainer. Um, yeah. Brodus Clay's in there. So yeah, it's it's worth a watch. It's a it's a really engaging show. I really enjoyed it. And I can't wait for more.
1: Excellent. No, that that, that is on my watch list. I will get around to that one. Uh,
0: Cool. And then you saw Travellers.
1: I did, yeah. Travellers is an interesting one. Um, It was recommended to me by someone. I can't remember who. But uh, it's an interesting kind of 12 monkeys, time-travelly type of concept where people from the future, where everything has gone wrong in the future... Determine the the point of death of a person, and then send someone from the future in to take over that person's life at the point where they were supposed to die.
0: Yeah, I saw the I saw the first episode, saw the pilot just before we recorded actually today. Mm. Um, Story wise, I found it interesting. It kind of felt a little bit like um, I don't know why, but I got some weird Dirk Gently vibes of it. But okay. like generally taking itself super super seriously yeah with a, a splash of sense eight. Mm. Um, um, the characters are interesting. I want to know more about them, which is good. Uh, there are some sound issues okay I'm not a massive fan of the sound mixing uh, on the show. Everything feels a little distant and the speech doesn't feel quite quite right. I mean, it's definitely synced in terms of hitting lip-sync points for the ADR, but it doesn't feel like it's quite in the same space as the actor. Okay. Um, But that's just... Well, you know me and my background. It's been super picky about audio and stuff that I watch.
1: I mean, I guess it's interesting to hear you say what you said about the characterisations, because I guess my thing is don't get too attached to any of the characters, because... The way the show happens, they kind of reboot them okay so it's it's a bit weird, and then you have to deal with the repercussions of all the other characters having to deal with a rebooted character
0: okay, so, so you te- okay, so I'm guessing that like another host can jump into. A previous I host body.
1: I, well, I, I'm I'm not going to give you any plot details, but okay. uh, it's just that yeah. So it's it's a bit odd, um, and then there are some kind of yeah spooky bits around using children to deliver messages through time. Um, but it's it's all Brad Wright, who was one of the Stargate TV shows, Stargate SG One and Atlantis. And you can kind of see that from the alumni of actors and actresses in it, and even directors. So, Amanda Tapping comes in and directs a few episodes, and it's like half the cast of Stargate, Atlantis, and uh, Stargate Universe turn up. Does Robert
0: Carlyle turn up? Uh,
1: No, sadly not, Robert Carlyle. No, sadly, I think he was a bit busy with Once Upon a Time.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, he would have been, wouldn't he? That's true.
1: But you get oh. the the commander from Stargate Universe turns up.
0: Oh, okay. Well, that'll do. I mean, he's no Begbie. But fair no, enough.
1: indeed. But no, it, it, <laughs> it, it's, a, it's an interesting premise and I think it it starts getting to the point where they start changing the future later in the season and then things start changing their missions. So, yeah, I, 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 really, I really enjoyed season one. And again, I can't wait for more.
0: Cool. Uh, well, I think that's, yeah. Like I said, that's that's the most glowing thing you can say about a show. I yeah. think. Yeah. Cool. I think that's just about it for television. I would say so. I think we've done that. I'm looking at the timer now. That's that's quite a lot of television covered.
1: <laughs> we've done an hour of TV. <laughs>
0: yeah. Okay. So I'm going to quickly do a movie review. Yep.
1: Yeah, carry on, sir.
0: I went to see Gifted, a couple of weeks back. Um, it's the new Chris Evans film. And I found it to be thoroughly, thoroughly charming. Um, it's kind of slipped under the radar. Uh, I've never heard of it. Okay, so Chris Evans plays the guardian of a young girl um, who he's homeschooled for well for the first nine years of her life before he sends her off to school, where it's discovered that she is gifted mathematically. She's a math, she's a math genius, um, and interference from a well-meaning headteacher causes the girl's grandmother to come along played by Lindsay Duncan uh, played formidably well by Lindsay Duncan as well Um, Chris Evans is the girl's uncle, not her father and his sister died and left the child with him but now that she's turned out to be this maths prodigy, her, her grandmother has come back hoping that she can get custody of her and have the girl finish her dead daughter's work well her her the girl's mother Lindsay Lindsay Duncan's uh, daughter's work yeah uh, she was a, a maths uh, professor working on one of the millennium problems and she committed suicide before she finished it so she's she's hoping that her legacy can be continued through the granddaughter um so it's one of those. It's one of those films. It's a fairly simple plot line, you know. It's a struggle for custody between the the current guardian, who's giving her a life outside of her gift and letting her be normal and have friends and experience what it is to be a child, versus the one who wants to live vicariously through the girl's gifts to reach her own uh, professional ends. And usually these stories are rather trite, they're rather contrived um, and they live or die based on the chemistry between the actors. Uh, <clears throat> unfortunately, in Gifted's case that chemistry is just in amazing. It, it it jumps off the screen. The interplay between the young actress who plays uh, Chris Evans' niece and Chris Evans himself is fantastic. There are some genuinely uh heart rend- heart rendering sort of emotional moments which you wouldn't get if you don't have that connection or that chemistry. So it works really well. I mean it's not getting it's not getting much notice because it's kinda of snuck under the radar amongst no. some of my blockbusters. Um and I know that none of my local cinemas are showing it, so I had to travel quite a way to go and watch it. Um but it was worth it, and I'd do it again. In fact, the cinema that I went to is now my new favourite cinema. I'm happy to drive <laughs> for half an hour on the motorway to get to a awesome. new cinema. Um, but yeah, it's worth checking out. Once it comes out on video or DVD, I'll make sure to spam it around.
1: Cool, do so.
0: Yeah. And then, yeah, that's that. That's the review. Um, awesome. I think I'd give it a... It's a B plus, so that's an eight out of ten.
1: Okay.
0: Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Do we want to tackle the Star Wars thing now?
1: Uh, I, th- I think we've probably run out of time for this week, Yeah. Dude.
0: <laughs> no worries. Uh, so next, next, next episode. If you remember, we will briefly delve into what I'm sure is an ongoing saga on the Han Solo st- uh, standalone film. More details will come out in the next couple of weeks, I'm sure.
1: Um, I'm sure we'll have more to talk about next time.
0: Yeah, uh, I'll also be watching Baby Driver and The House this week, so there'll be film reviews for those in the next episode. I'll uh, we'll watch
1: um, more Twin Peaks, so I can always rant more about that.
0: <laughs> and I'm sure, I'm sure there'll be stuff happening between oh, now and, and then. And of
1: course, Preacher, because we didn't get around to talking yeah. about Preacher, and that's back, and it's phenomenal
0: and uh, we might even have a Spider-Man couple of weeks no maybe not not Spider-Man yet I don't think but not quite. I think unless we'll you're have...
1: planning on bringing one on the show
0: <laughs> no I'm, I'm <laughs> wondering I'm wondering when the premiere for that's going to be uh, uh, I'm not sure it's probably going to be after we record next but anyway More than likely. we will have plenty for you to tune in for next time out um But until then, thanks for listening. I've been Brendan. I've been Spindles. And until next time, take care and be excellent to each other.